Hello, and welcome back to We Are Weirdos, Mister, the podcast for all things cult, camp, queer, and creepy. I'm your host, Hillary Michelle Post, and I am joined today by my sister, Lacey Mason. Hi, Lacey. What's up? How are you doing today? Mm, I'm good. PGP. <laughs> you, uh, so word on the street, and the street being our um, text conversations, you... <laughs> <laughs> you hit your mailbox today. I did. Oh, what? I, I, I fucked with the FedEx guy so bad a minute ago. I was <laughs> what like, you did? did you hit my mailbox? And he's like, no. And I was like, yes, you did. I saw you. And he's like freaked out. And I'm like, I'm just kidding. It was me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. What did your husband say when you told him? Um, he's married to me, so he wasn't surprised at all. Okay. <laughs> Good. No, you know what he said. How's my truck? It's fine. Your truck is fine. In your defense, that, like, the new road that they just put in out front of your house, it's kind of hard to get from, like, your driveway onto the road because of that bump. That's what happened because we got new yeah. tires on the back, and I, like, put a little extra gas on it to get up over the hump and those tires took and up went the mailbox. (laughs) Well, I just got back from getting my Pfizer booster shot and my flu shot at the same time. Oh God. Yeah. (laughs) What'd you say? You're brave. Oh yeah. That's what the little nurse lady said. I was like, Oh Jesus. (laughs) She's like, no, it's good. You might as well get them done at the same time. I'm like, okay, good. Because I kind of looked at her with panic in my eyes, like, should I not have done this? But she's like, no, it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Too late now. Yeah. (laughs) Hopefully I won't have any side effects, but. At least not for the next hour. (laughs) (laughs) If I don't drop dead (laughs) while we're recording. I have a lot of caffeine. I just had a giant Baja Blast, and now I'm drinking a Monster and a bottle of water. So, at least I'm good, hydrated. Good God. <laughs> I'm immune to the caffeine, baby. I need a lot. So, folks, the holidays are upon us. I know it's early for the whole Christmas thing, but fuck it. I mean... Thanksgiving's no fun, in my opinion. It's to me, it's just a lot of work for a little payoff. Yeah, so and there's no good movies about Thanksgiving, really. So, yeah, like I've I did the one Thanksgiving movie that exists, um, a couple years ago. I don't even know if anyone listened to that episode. It wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't gonna ask, like, what movie? What are you about? <laughs> well, it was a commentary track. I just did it on a whim one night because there's a um, lesbian Thanksgiving movie, and it was okay. It was an okay movie, but it was just me by myself. So, <laughs> if you want to listen to Hillary talking to herself for an hour and a half, check that one out. Was it better than this um, movie? Because if it was, I'll... oh yeah, leaps and oh. bounds. <laughs> uh. Um. Okay, so. To backtrack, so to celebrate the holidays, because figured it, you know, if Halloween's over, might as well just jump right into Christmas and have a good time with it. So to ce- celebrate here at We Are the Weirdos from now through Christmas, we're going to be featuring holiday movies, but not just any holiday movies, gay holiday movies. I call it Happy Holidays. 
We're talking cheesy, low budget, made for TV Christmas schlock, but with a queer. Are they going to be terrible? Probably, but who cares? <laughs> Let's get into the holiday spirit. And to start off our happy holidays today, Lacey and I are going to be talking about a New York Christmas wedding. The the reason I picked this movie is literally I googled gay holiday movies. This was on the list, and I saw it was on Netflix, and I said done. <laughs> that was my vetting process. <laughs> yeah, you let me down there. Usually, you do your work. I I never read- realized that you hadn't even fucking seen it. No, fuck no. She's like texting me as she's watching it, like, oh god, it's bad, and I'm like, oh great. <laughs> But I'm so like, looking forward to this. <laughs> I'm so glad. I, I'm so glad I went into it blind because it made it so much better. Like I didn't read. I didn't watch the trailer. I didn't read any reviews. I wanted it like a completely clear, unbiased opinion on it. And it, when I tell you this is like the most batshit movie I've watched in a while, and I watched *Malignant*. Like this is <laughs> oh boy. So here's the thing. I usually do like a bunch of research and I have my whole little beginning of the podcast where I talk about, you know, the background of the production and blah, blah, blah. None of that exists for this movie. It doesn't <laughs> even have a Wikipedia page. Like, <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing. <laughs> so we're just going to dive right in. I My notes are incomprehensible because the movie is incomprehensible. <laughs> This is going to go along pretty quick, folks. Try to stay with us. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was, at my notes, I don't, I, I wrote down like three or four things, and that's about as far as I got. I'm like, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> what can you say? Um, so, this movie starts, basically, okay, here's the thing. I knew the basic plot. The basic plot is like a, it's a wonderful life deal. Where this woman meets an angel who shows her what her life could have been, right? That's a really generic Christmassy thing that people has been ripped off a million times. The fact that they took that concept and fucked made with it made, so terribly. Fucked with it so bad. This was written and directed by a man. Um I don't know anything about him except he played David. He's in the movie. That's the director. And writer. I would love to have a few words with him. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> so that's the basic premise, right? So the movie starts with a narration from the angel Azrael. And it's just about love in New York City, blah, blah, blah. Um, then we see the first glimpse of our main character. And my first note that I took was that this movie looks like it was filmed on a potato. (laughs) (laughs) It's so low quality. Like, it looks like it was, it's so low budge. You can tell just from the camera. You're like, oh, no. (laughs) The first thing I wrote was immediately feels like low budge porn. Yeah. yeah, 100%. Same track. Yeah. Yeah. Um. We see our main character, Jenny, um, and this is in, it starts in 1999, right? So we see our main character as like a high schooler. 
and she's running around and she's getting ready for something. You can tell she's getting ready to have guests. She's making, she's spiking some eggnog. She's making cookies. And can we talk about these cookies? I, I wrote the cookies. <laughs> what did you, what are you going to say about the cookies? The cookies look like, instead of like cookie dough, it looks like, like pancake batter. Like she's like dripping this liquid on the cookie sheet. I'm like, what the fuck is that? That is not what a cookie is supposed to look like. So she's making like Christmas something cookies. I get cookies in quotation marks. And she's running around and getting ready, right? Um, and then it cuts to this guy, Vinny, and another one of our main characters, Gabby. And they're like flirting and making out. And immediately, I'm like, ew, gross heteros. Like, <laughs> I wasn't expecting to get such aggressively straight nonsense right out the gate. Um, and you can tell Vinny is just kind of like a sleazeball. And like Lacey said, it, it's giving you like porno vibes. It's just icky. So Jenny calls. Well, Jenny pages Gabby, right? So Gabby calls her back and blows off their plans. She was supposed to come over and help her decorate the Christmas tree. And they get into this big fight because Jenny's mom had passed away at some point <laughs> previously. And, like, Christmas is really hard for her. It's just her and her dad. And, like, she was really looking forward. You could tell from the the, in, the introduction scene that it, it meant a lot to her. She was getting really excited for it, right? And Gabby's just kind of, like, kind of a bitch about it. Um and I was like, these are the characters that we're supposed to root for to be in love. <laughs> right. And like they were both they were both ridiculous, really. Yeah, I mean, like Jenny was like is like really neurotic and Gabby is a bitch who's making out with this Guido guy. Like, oh, this is good. This is great so far. <laughs> I mean, great. also, were we paging people in nineteen ninety nine? Am I I wasn't, but I was I mean, ten. That's true. But we weren't <laughs> doctors or anything, so yeah, we weren't drug dealers. So. <laughs> um, that also alarmed me, too, because when I saw the pager, because they don't, they never say, like, hey, this is in 1999. It just starts, right? So when you see the pager, I'm like, when was this movie made? <laughs> I was, like, scrambling to see what, holy shit, how old is this movie? Um, so they, like, have this big fight. And basically, Jenny's like, I never want to fucking see you again. Which is a bit much. It's a little, it's a little bit of an overreaction, but Gabby is being kind of a bitch. So she's like, I never want to fucking speak to you again. And they hang up. And Jenny writes Gabby a letter, basically reiterating the fact that she never fucking wants to speak to her again and mails it out. And Gabby, I guess, partially out of spite, has sex with Vinny. And here my notes say, <laughs> -la 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 -la. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, this is real Christmassy so far. This is really getting me in the spirit. Um, so Gabby and Vinny fuck. And then it cuts to 20 years later. So now we're in present day. And Jenny is now a, like a vet assistant. And we get the sense that it's like a new job. The vet says something about her going from being in finance to becoming a vet 
why that's a plot point, I don't know. There's no payoff to it whatsoever. I don't like know. Her being me a bad- out, I guess that whole scene yeah. was just designed <laughs> to bum me out. <laughs> yeah. Because she, like, is assisting in this euthanasia of an old dog. And she gets really upset because um, the owner of the dog isn't there with it when it gets put down. And she just kind of, like, trauma dumps on her boss. <laughs> and just gives us all this exposition about how, you know, her dad died and her best friend died. Who we're supposed to assume is Gabby, I guess. They never say that, but that's what we're supposed to assume. And, you know, she wasn't there for them and she feels bad and she's an orphan and blah, 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 blah. And her boss reasonably is like, you know what? Go home. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You're bringing the party down. Yeah. She's like, let's not talk about this anymore. Please go away. (laughs) So she sends Jenny home. So Jenny leaves. And when she gets home, her fiance's parents are there. Uh, and we see that she called her her fiance and was like, "Can we please reschedule this dinner?" And then she gets home and they're there. So he clearly, you know, ignored her request. So strike one against David. Um, strike two against David is he immediately, as soon as she gets home, like drags her into a closet and starts making out with her. Ugh. It's like your parents are there, you fucking weirdo. So now and again, I know this is the director. I'm like angered. I know. <laughs> I know. I like, I don't know anything about this man. I don't know. I don't know if he's cishead. I don't know if he's queer. I don't know anything about him. I just know he's a man. And we, I just so at least wanted this to be a woman's story. Yeah. Because it gets so weird. Um, yeah, strike two against David. He's macking on her. And she's like, could we not please? Like, can you wait until, you know, your parents aren't here and she goes out there they go out there and have dinner and her future mother-in-law is going on and on about the wedding plans she's basically making all the plans for them without their consent or their input and the biggest red flag the biggest thing is that she wants them to have a christmas wedding which, by the way, she says is in, like, five months. So, like, our present-day storyline, it's not even Christmas yet. <laughs> oh, my um, God. Yeah. <laughs> wow, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So, Jenny's like, I don't want to do that. You know, this is all, you know, I'm not happy with this. And she kind of leaves the t- table and is like, I'm going to go get some air. I'm going to go for a run. And David chases after her and... She's like, I'd be perfectly happy if we just, like, eloped at the courthouse. Like, I don't want all this. We don't need all this. And David dismisses her feelings again. Um, also, I made a note here that Jennifer and her mother-in-law look the exact same age. <laughs> yeah, they do. This, the casting you, in this is all over the place. You were, I don't think you were, like, she was supposed to be so hardcore and so mean and stuff. But, like, she didn't bother me at all. I'm like, women are going to women, and mom are going to mom. And if you let them run their life, that's exactly how this is going to go down. And he just sat there with his little balls up inside of him and just let her <laughs> just run the show. Let her, yeah. let his fiancé just run right out the door. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. I mean, I've, I've never been a bride, so I can't say. 
how I'd feel. Um, You'd probably be glad that somebody was doing it for you. Like, sure. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm feeling. I'm feeling like, okay, she's paying for everything. So if I don't have to do any of the planning whatsoever and she's going to, like, make it happen. (laughs) 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 But that also, you know, blasts right in the face of Hillary's dream of two... um, marrying an orphan so I don't have to deal with mother loss. <laughs> Girl <laughs> I feel it. <laughs> That's like on the short list of like, oh, you know, Hillary, who'd who would be your dream wife? I'm like, um, you know, this, that, and the other, and they have no parents. <laughs> so I mean I'm that's like, why we shouldn't be allowed to get married to we're like 30, 40, 50. Because the chances real. that you'll have in laws is very slim. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm that's what I'm on I'll tell everybody that's why I haven't got married yet <laughs> I'm like I'm just waiting for some generations to die off first it's fine <laughs> don't worry about it I'm just hiding in the bedroom <laughs> until <laughs> mine does literally <laughs> uh, shout out speaking of weddings shout out to Heather who just got married and it was beautiful and amazing woo woo Heather woo. Go Heather. Um, <laughs> this whole happy holidays thing was technically Heather's idea. She months ago she was like, "We should just watch gay holiday movies," and I, was, and I remembered her saying that, and I was like, "Yeah, that's what we're gonna fucking do." I changed my cheers for jeers, Heather. <laughs> <laughs> no, this this is not Heather's fault. The movies she wants oh, to the do. Movie, are like, the movie, okay, was the yeah, choice she, the actual movie? Okay, right. She wants to do, like, I told them, too. I asked them, I asked Julie and Heather first um, if they were available to to do this, and Julie wasn't. So I was just like, well, we'll do another one, another one in the movies. So I told them, I was like, y'all dodged a bullet, man. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, back to the movie. Um, so Jennifer goes out for a run, and... Oh, I also have a note here before she leaves. Like, the whole dinner is just serves as more of an exposition dump. Like, they literally say in line, David is the heir to a Fortune 500 company. <laughs> and I know, and I'm my, like, what fucking company would that be? Like, right. <laughs> I wrote in my notes, jerk off motion. <laughs> <laughs> so... Jennifer goes for a run, and while she's running, she sees a guy on a bike get hit by a car. And um, she gets really worked up about it. The guy is totally fine, but she's like, no, we need to call the cops. We need to call this, that, and the other. And the guy that hit him takes off. He just bolts. Give me your insurance card! (laughs) Yeah. And the guy that got hit, excuse me, the guy that got hit is like, I'm totally fine, but Jennifer is all up in his business. (laughs) He's like, no, I'm going to walk with you and make sure you don't have a concussion, blah, blah, blah. He, like, got love tapped by that car. It, like, barely knocked him off his bike. Mm-hmm. Um, so she starts walking with this guy. Nothing um, about this interaction, by the way, is going to happen on the streets of New York. Nothing about that. She's not oh, going to give yeah. a shit. He's not going to give a shit. No <laughs> shits are given. No shits are given. Um, and this is Azrael who is our sassy gay angel. Um, 
which I did kind of appreciate. I mean, if we're going to have like an angel character, the fact that he's just kind of like sassy and gay is kind of fun. I was there for that. Yeah. Um, so they get to talking and Jen does more trauma dumping on this complete stranger. Um, but he's an angel, so he's cool with it. And uh, Azrael spouts off some philosophical shit and they go their separate ways. And then it cuts to Jenny waking up in a place she doesn't recognize. And she wakes up to Gabby, a very much alive 20 year older Gabby, yelling at her. <laughs> and like, is it completely 100% realistic to how couples talk to each other? Yes. Is it a good introduction to a character? Not so much, because she's like, she's basically like, get your ass out of bed and walk the dog. <laughs> right, because you see this interaction with her one time when she's younger. When she's talking about her dying, she doesn't even use her name or refer to who's dead. Right. So you're kind of confused as to, you know, maybe not, but you could be confused as to what's going on or who oh, that yeah. might be. Right, especially since, because it's 20 years later, it's a different actress. So we're completely, yeah, it is kind of out of left field. We're just supposed to figure out context clues wise that it's Gabby, but but even then you'd you'd think you'd want Gabby's introduction to be sweet, like you know she wakes her up and their kisses like kisses are awake or you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Where there's a a clear del- delineation between what her life is like with David versus what it would be like with Gabby. Mm-hmm. Um. So, really disoriented and confused, Jenny gets up and she goes and walks their dog. And she realizes that there she's not even in the same neighborhood. She's in Queens, where she grew up, as opposed to like Manhattan, where she lives with David. So she's walking around and she bumps into Azriel again. She's like, "Hey, you! What? You, what's going on? What happened last night? You know?" And um, he doesn't really explain anything. <laughs> He's just like, "She's like, T- I want to go home. I want to go back. You know, take me to David's place." He's like, all right, well, close your eyes and I'll magically take you to David's place. So she knocks on the on the door, which I thought was funny. If you were at your what was your apartment, you would just walk in. Yeah. But she knocks on the door and David has two little kids and a wife. And she's of course is really confused. And Azrael is basically just standing next to her, like, ha, I told you. Um he's married to some white lady and they have two cute little kids. Um, so now we, we quickly realize that, and Jennifer and the audience figure out that we're in an alternate reality where Gabby is alive and Jennifer is with Gabby now and they're engaged. And she also figured, finds out that her dad in this universe, her dad is also still alive. And she, like, hugs her dad and freaks out. And he's like, okay, weirdo. <laughs> and he gives her a ride back. I don't know if she just, like, wa- what did she do? Did she just, like, wander to her dad's place? She, yeah, apparently walked the dog clear there. Yeah. So her dad offers to drive her back to her place. And in my notes, I, I made the note that I'm just more concerned about the dog. <laughs> Which makes like, the whole vet thing even weirder. Because, like, 
she had this passion that she left her for you know her big job to go be a vet and she doesn't even know how to interact with animals like no clue oh no totally. interest yeah her and Sm- i think the dog's name is like smudge or something she yeah. just didn't seem interested at all but yeah any scene that the dog is in i'm like not paying attention to what's happening i'm just like where's the dog where's the dog is the dog still here did he run away where's the dog is he, he back is to really the car cute. is he away? he is really cute um she leaves him and she goes, she feeds him a piece of kibble, like a piece of kibble. She leaves him <laughs> in an apartment with fucking candles burning. Bye. <laughs> and the girlfriend's like, how's this dog? And she's like, he's fine. He's cool. Like, no, he's not. He's not okay. Oh, poor smudge. That's so funny. I didn't even notice the candles. That's so funny. Um. Did did Gabby leave Jennifer like a note to meet her at the church or something? I don't think she left her a note. I think she was just supposed to have remembered that she had a meeting. Okay. I guess that Gabby does mention something about it that morning. Um, a lot of note leaving in this movie for a movie set in 2021. Yeah. <laughs> like nobody, nobody texts. We have pagers, but no texting. <laughs> um, so Jennifer goes to this big, beautiful Catholic church. Um, and apparently Gabby is a choral director and she's directing this woman doing a, a silent night solo or Oh, Holy night. One of the two, I don't know, some Christmas nonsense. Um, well, <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. They all sound the same. Um, uh, what happens next? Oh, okay. So they meet with the priest who inexplicably is played by Christopher Noth, Noth, the guy that plays Mr. Big in Sex in the City. Thank you. I was mm-hmm. going freaking insane. And I was like, I'll <laughs> Google it. I'll just ask when we're talking about it. <gasps> okay. So it's not like there's, no, I mean, he's not like a big somebody, but he's not a nobody. Right. It's very, it was very strange. I was very shocked to see him. Um, but he's their priest and my note says, Mr. Big, why are you here? <laughs> <laughs> and he's, I wrote down that he's kind of a dick, but not really. He's just your typical priest. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He's as dickish as any Catholic person would be to a, a pair of lesbians. Um, and we get more exposition, blah, blah, blah. Um, the girls have gone to that church their whole lives. That They got their communion there. Um, their first communion there. They got baptized there. They So they want to get married there. Um, and they're like, you know, basically they're like, it's 2021. Even the Pope is cool with gay people. Like, lighten the fuck up. Um, and he just says that he has to pray on it. And there's some like weird. This is where we find out that Gabby got pregnant. Which is a weird place to find this out. And And she just like really goes into it with the priest about like every detail of her life. We learn pretty much everything you need to know in a very short conversation with the priest. Well, yes and no, because I feel like they made it purposely vague. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because like it kind of makes it sound like he told her to get an abortion. That's what they make it sound like. Oh, in this part, yes. Yeah. Yes, because she's like, you know, 
I come from this big Italian family and I got pregnant when I was a teenager and they, you know, wouldn't accept me. And I came to you and you gave me advice and blah, blah, blah. And we're still at this point, like, well, what happened to the fucking baby? All we know is that she had, she was pregnant at one point and she got advice from this priest and now she doesn't have a kid. So, you know what I mean? Your head is just like, well, what the fuck happened exactly? Mm-hmm. Um, so in my head, at this point, me watching this movie, I'm just like, oh, fuck, this this fucking shady ass priest who won't even marry these two poor little lesbians told her to get an abortion. Oh, see, I never thought that. because I, I did. They I did because... I don't know, that's just not the Catholic thing to do. <laughs> well. <laughs> I mean, yeah, maybe if it was his baby, but, you know. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I, you know... I figured he was pushing for adoption or something. I mean, this movie sucks. I figured out what was going on right quick, but I never made the assumption in that regards that he would try to have her. You know, make her I, I guess the only reason I thought that is because Gabby's character in the real timeline is dead. So I thought the director was doing some like weird back ass word, um, like morality tale of like abortion the, horror this, story type thing right like this is hey if you get abortion you'll die blah, blah blah yeah um but we'll get back to the baby later <laughs> <laughs> so the girls um leave the priest you know he like i said he just tells them that he'll pray on it and, on what he should do regarding marrying them so the girls leave and they stop at a grocery store and jennifer's hanging outside by the car while gabby runs inside and she runs into Vinny on the sidewalk and he's a, still a fucking slime ball. And he like hits on her and is all gross. And Jennifer, bless her heart, fucking punches him in the face. <laughs> yeah, Just. you got that shit. <laughs> <laughs> it was so great. I'm like, yeah, punch him. It was fantastic. Um, and then they go and have dinner with Jennifer's dad. And then after the dinner, I mean, okay, so after the dinner, excuse me, Jennifer's dad dozes off, and the girls are talking. And considering how unhappy Jennifer is in the the real timeline, you would think she would just be happy and content in this timeline. You know what I mean? Her friend is alive, her dad is alive, she seems to be in a more loving relationship. And and yet she starts poking at it. She starts poking holes in it. She's I don't a pain in the fucking ass is what she totally. is. Totally. She starts like like nagging Gabby about that fight they had twenty years ago. That in this timeline clearly has they've gotten past. But now since you know it's fresh in her memory because that's not how the timeline worked for her, she starts fucking needling about it. I'm like, why are we having this conversation? And that's kind of what Gabby is saying too. She's like, "What are what? What is your deal? Why? Why are you bitching? Like, we got past it. We're together. We're fine." So they get home, and Gabby shows um, Jennifer that she kept that letter that Jennifer had mailed out twenty years ago that had told her to fuck off, basically. Um. And she's like, you know, even despite this, you know, I listened, I did what you said and I left you alone, but then I came back 
and everything's fine and we're fine and we sh- we're together now and so why are you bitching and jennifer's like oh okay and so they kiss and make up and then there's like this pseudo sex scene <laughs> i hate this shit like i'm like shit or get off the pot like mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's like if you're going to have them fuck have them fuck but they don't have them fuck they're like sexily rolling around in their underwear which feels so male gazy to me like don't was get me wrong made for tv was this made for netflix but i have no idea everything i found about it made it sound like it was made for tv but I don't distribute it anywhere but Netflix. Hmm. I mean, it's it means it's spicy, but it's it's not spicy in a realistic way where I would let it slide. You know what I mean? It's just it's in that weird, uncanny valley of exploitative. Yeah, yeah. Because to me, either don't show that shit or go full hog and go like Jennifer Tilly and and bound and have really fuck one of the two (laughs) (laughs) you heard it here first uh, folks hillary in her christmas movies want some hardcore fucking (laughs) (laughs) ain't christmas without it ain't christmas without some good old fucking i don't know do you know what i mean how it just felt weird yeah yeah the whole fucking movie just felt weird (laughs) well yeah that's you know how it feels like when you've had just the weirdest sexual encounter and now you just like have that weird moment that you don't know what to do an hour and 20 minutes of that weirdness. <laughs> at least it was only an hour and 20 minutes long <laughs> right i was very thankful for that yeah so the next morning i it's christmas right so next morning is christmas and they go to church and the priest gives a well, Grant, I'll give them credit that, you know, his little speech is very nice. Um, basically about how the Bible has been used to discriminate against people and how that's not right. And how a lot of the fucked up things from the Bible, you know, didn't appear in the English translations until the 40s and doesn't really reflect the true scripture and how we need to progress past this. And Jesus loves everybody. And it's all very nice. Where I have the problem <laughs> is when he starts naming people and calling them up. He literally names every gay person in the in the in his I figure, congregation. I, I thought on this too, and I think these are all the people that have asked him to perform wedding ceremonies, and he has said no. I don't think he outed anyone. Okay, that makes sense. But I, what I do have issue with is okay, the speech is nice and all. But could you not have said something like this to these fucking girls who are bearing their soul to you the day before? And you're just sitting there and you're just like, Godfather, you're just like, I'll think about it. Right. And I, because if I was her, I wouldn't have shown up at church the next day. I mean, we get more information later. But if I had somebody like that that I respect spit in my face, I wouldn't be going back. And he could have shown them something the day before. Right. Totally. Totally. I like to, well, I don't like, it's, uh, it was upsetting, but the fact that they showed while he was saying all this stuff, some of the people in the congregation got up and left. Yeah. Realistic. Uh-huh. I was like, bye. Yeah, bye, bye bitch. <laughs> don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you. 
It's realistic. It's gross. Yeah. Um. So everyone, all these, all the gays, <laughs> all the congregation gays are up at the altar with him. And surprise, he's going to marry Jennifer and Gabby. So Gabby was in on it. Gabby knew. Jennifer had no idea. So he performs a little ceremony, which I, it's very sweet. But at the same time, it's just like, surely there are people in their lives that aren't members of their church that they would would, would have wanted to be at their wedding. Yeah, you'd think. You'd think. Whatever. Um, as a person who's never been really a member of a church, I guess I can't speak on it. Maybe that is enough for them. Maybe that's what they consider close enough people in their lives, but you'd think otherwise. Um, I mean, granted, they neither one of them really have family. They don't, and one of them works at the church, so. Right. Yeah. yeah that's true. And her dad was there, so. Yeah. Um, so, and there's a great moment, too, at the wedding where they're asking for the I do's, and Jennifer takes a long pause to really think about it. Um, which in terms of real realism, that makes sense in terms of what's supposed to be like a happy go lucky romantic Christmas film. <laughs> Again, you kind of just want her to be happy in this universe or what else is the point? Right. You know what I mean? Um, yep. And even the priest is like, whoo, scared to stay for a minute. <laughs> she, she took a long time to answer. She's just so selfish. Like, I don't know. I don't remember exactly what point they have a conversation, but she's aware at this point, I think, that she's only got a limited amount of time. Right? Not quite yet. Not yet. Oh, okay. My bad. Carry Very on. soon. Yeah. Um. So they have, they get married and then they have a reception party. And um, uh, Gabby surprises Jen with a, this really beautiful red little gown for her to change into. Um, and they look adorable. Gabby's in this really cute white jumpsuit, and oh my god, I couldn't Jen- disagree more. I, I you didn't like not, it? No, not the dress, not the outfit. It, <gasps> I didn't think that that's what you would wear for one in the back of a church, and and it wasn't the outfits I had the problem with. It was the size. What do you mean? I didn't think it looked good. The white outfit was like a half a size too small. I could see everything. Mm. And for me, that just didn't scream wedding. I don't know. I'm just old, I guess. But I don't know. And the red dress was pretty, but it was too damn small. I'm like, do you not know what size you people wear? Because this is not it. <laughs> this is your wedding. Come on. But no, the, closest- the costumer was like someone's cousin. You know, it's just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I it doesn't, yeah, doesn't surprise me, I guess. But there wasn't anything wrong with the, the way that they looked, but just they didn't fit them right. Hmm. Yeah, the red dress is very slinky. It has like a split all the way up to her her gadouche. I was like, whoa. I mean, it was, it was sexy, but it was, yeah, for a church wedding, a little much. So, um, we're at the reception, and Gabby's brother shows up and is like, you know, my, our parents aren't here because they suck, and I'm sorry, but, you know, they love you and they'll get there, which is nice. Um, but again, just more fucking gay trauma jam-packed in this fucking movie. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I mean? I was like, can we have anybody that's just happy and accepted and loved? <laughs> like, please. There's one whole character that's not, it's just everyone is just like your token, token traumas everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, Gabby, or not Gabby, Jennifer sees Azriel at the reception. So she chases after him into a hallway. And we get this reveal that makes no sense. I mean, it makes sense, but it was so unnecessary. Yeah, no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We find out that Azrael is the spirit of Gabby's dead baby. Now, I'll remind you, I'm still thinking at this point, well, no matter how you look at it, it's fucked up. Because I'm still thinking he's an abortion baby, so I'm like, well, that's fucked. And Lacey's over here thinking that, like, he was put up for adoption or something. So now she knows that he's, that's not true and he's dead. So, like, no matter how you look at it, it's fucked. That reveal is like, why? Well, I oh. assumed before the reveal, I assumed that she died having him. Oh. Or there something happened after she had him or something like that. Like, I don't... To me, I don't know how I feel about this because I don't know how you're supposed to represent it. But if you have like a a baby, like a little baby, like is this what happens in heaven? Right. Do they grow up to be sassy gay guardian angels? Yeah. <laughs> it's so fucked. It's so fucked. Yeah, because there's there's so many different. I mean, okay, like trigger warning for talking about dead babies. But there's so many different ways and different ways that people like to think about this kind of stuff. Exactly. Exactly. Because some people, you know, are going to not want to think about the spirit of of babies that, for whatever reason, aren't brought into the world. Um, Some people want to think of them as children forever. Nobody wants to picture their baby as like a full grown sassy guardian angel in New York. I, I just No, because I just, for me, as somebody had been through something like that, for me I thought all that makes me think of is my kids up there growing and I'm not there. Like it's right. just a weird representation. Like I wasn't like crying or anything over it, but it just it felt weird. And then I'm just I had questions. So many questions. Right. Like why it, send him? Why? Right. Why? <laughs> it just felt icky. Yes. Everything about it just felt icky. Yes. Um, and Azrael like won't like doesn't really listen to Jennifer. He like he basically says, Well, you have until midnight and then all this goes away. And she's like, Well, what the fuck? Why is that the thing? And he's like, Ha ha, that's just why. Bye. <laughs> and he transforms into David for a minute. Again, makes no sense, serves no purpose. Excuse me. God, I had too much caffeine. I'm broken. Um, it's what you get. I know. I'm, I'm a, a pig person. I know. I'm disgusting. Um, <laughs> so he like turns into David and then he disappears. And Gabby comes out and she's like, what are you doing out here? Come on, let's go party. And so she goes back to the reception and they get like get drunk and they go home. And fall asleep in bed together. And then when um Jennifer wakes up in the morning. She's back in the regular timeline with David. 
And he like kisses on her and apologizes for the night before. And, you know, in Hillary's queer awakening movie, she would have been like, I'm gay. Bye. Exactly. Eggs fucking exactly. How is this a gay movie? I mean, okay. The gay, I think like, all they're doing is just making her think of what could have been. And then they're like, okay, bye. Right. Now go back to your straight boring guy. Bye. Right. I mean, to be fair, bi representation is nice. I'll always take bi representation, but not from this fucked up piece of shit. I would <laughs> yeah. love bi representation, but yikes. Um, and at the same time, I don't know what I wanted because and this you know in this reality it's not like she could leave david and go to gabby gabby's dead yeah and if she is bisexual she can't just say oh i can't marry you because i'm gay cuz she maybe she is bi and she's still sexually attracted to and romantically attracted to david despite the other thing um but you still feel like the whole purpose of seeing this was to show her that the life that she has is not the life she was meant to have and she could do something about it. But she just like wakes up and is back with David again, like nothing. Yes. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Like to me, if this was about closure, we would have just had a moment with them together. Like, are we good? We're good. We're good. She would come back as a ghost, not sent her child. That's randomly 20. And it's just too much. I don't know. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. It's like they just rubbed her nose in what could have been and then took it away from her. And then she's just supposed to be like, okay, cool. Right. So Mm -hmm. her and David go to Queens. And he's like, he's not purposely being a dick about it, but he's, you know, being kind of snobby. Like, oh, this is nice. We should come here more often. And she's like, really? Like, Like, he's never been to Queens his entire life living in New York. Um. But they go to the church because um, we find out that not only did the audience never know what actually happened to Gabby, Jennifer never knew what happened to Gabby. She just knew she was dead. So she goes to the church to hopefully find out what happened. Um, so first she goes and she asks the cute little receptionist old lady to talk to the priest, but the priest isn't there anymore because in that in this reality, he was like secretly clandestine marrying gay people and so they booted him from the church which is fucked up um she looked really famous to me that the old, lady? old lady yes she looked very familiar to me i think she looks like the old lady from i know who she looks like but i don't think it's her so i probably thought it was the other lady <laughs> yeah probably um I can't remember her name. Fuck. That's funny. I know exactly. I like I can picture in my head who you're talking about, but I can't remember. She's her just name. like the cutest old lady. Yeah, totally. Did you watch um that Halloween movie that, that um Adam Sandler did last year? No, we were just talking about that. We did not. That old lady, I hated that movie, but that old lady that we're talking about, I think, played his mom in that. And they had her every scene she was in, she had on like a really funny, like like a novelty tea that you'd get from Spencer's. Like they would sh- say shit like boner donor and shit. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best part of the movie. It was just this little lady in those shirts. That movie was terrible. Um. Anyway, um, 
so the the little lady they're talking to is really sympathetic because um she's gay and the priest had married her and her wife um but she asks you know if there's any record of what happened to gabby which why a church would have that on record i'm not sure but whatever um and the little lady explains to her that Gabby had got pregnant and per advice from the priest, she went away to like a single mom's home to have the baby and it was stillborn. And after that, it's kind of implied that, that she killed herself. Basically they just say that she was out of it and she walked into traffic. So I don't know if we're supposed to interpret that as that like she was just they so upset are because they were like this. some people say that she did it on purpose. I think I think that's what you're supposed to think. Yeah, which again just adds like another level of trauma to this fucking movie that's not necessary. She could have just I mean not that it's better or anything, but like you said, they could have just had her die in childbirth, and then there's no like morality lesson to be learned. You know, it's just a tragedy that happened. Yes. Ugh. This fucking movie. <laughs> oh my god. So. All that sucks. We find all that out right. So they go to leave. And Jennifer's like. I need a minute. Because she sees Azrael sitting in the pews. And David can't see Azrael. Obviously because he's an angel. So David just kind of like hovers in the back of the church. And waits for her. And she sits down and talks to Azrael. And he's like. You know. I, I can take you back in time. But depending on where you choose to go, what point in the timeline you choose to go to, I may no longer exist. And she's like, bet, take me there. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, (laughs) she's very, that's not true. She's really emotional. She cries about it and it takes a long time to convince her to do what she wants to do, but blah, blah, blah. But she um, closes her eyes and he sends her all the way back to 1999, to the day that we started the movie with. Y'all, this scene is so long with him sitting in the church. The camera guy nods off like halfway through it. And I don't know if you <laughs> noticed it, but like shit just starts slipping. Like, oh, oh. And the camera just slides down. Like, oh, shit. This happens three different times. <laughs> it's an insanely long scene. I didn't notice. That's so funny. <laughs> Oh my god. No, I didn't, but you're right. The scene does go on forever. And I guess it's because we're supposed to like again, Jennifer's not sure of what she wants to do, and it like takes her a minute to decide. But again, what's the point of that? It should be if you're going to write like a cliche Christmas movie, which is all we wanted, <laughs> you right. have that clear delineation between this is the life that she should lead and this is the life that she should not lead. This is the happy storyline. This is the sad storyline. There's a clear mark in the sand, one or the other. And this one makes it all muddy and weird and unnecessary. Um, but ultimately, like she chooses to go back to 1999, which sucks because now she's going to have to live her whole life twice. Um, no <laughs> shit. Like, are you really that miserable? Really? Are you that miserable? Right. I mean, it's... It's nice that she goes back to a point where she's able to save Gabby. Um, Does that mean but, she has to watch her dad die again? Exactly. What about Gabby surviving has anything, how does that have anything to do with her dad surviving? 
Why right. in the alternate timeline was dad actually alive? Right. Makes, nothing makes sense. I'm like, I'm like John Travolta in um, Welcome Back, Cotter. I'm like, I'm so confused. <laughs> nothing makes sense. The world is insane. Um, but they're like, basically what changes is when she calls and they kind of start fighting over it, Jennifer's like, it's okay. We can meet tomorrow instead. I want to talk to you about something anyway that I want to talk to you face to face. So it's fine. So instead of letting her temper get away with her, away from her, she is calm. And, and in her doing that, it makes Gabby decide that she would rather spend the day with Jennifer than Vinny. And so she her doesn't get pregnant. And she doesn't get knocked up. So she doesn't have sex with Vinny. She leaves Vinny and she surprises Jennifer at her house. Um, the girl that plays young, I mean, all the women in this movie are beautiful, but the girl that plays young Gabby is super cute. I don't know. She just has like this butch thing going that I dig. It's like Sam Italian. Called her, I think Sam called her a go-bot. Um, what do you call it? <laughs> Shit. Go-bot Winona. <laughs> I that doesn't necessarily that. make you ugly. It's just a little different. I can't believe Sam sat through this movie with you. Listen. The shit that I have put up with over the last, I don't know, four fucking years. If I fucking say, you're going to sit down and you're going to watch this fucking bad movie with me, he better say, yes, ma'am. Well, but, and he was just like, oh, my fucking God. What the <laughs> So, um, Jennifer admits her feelings to Gabby and Gabby reciprocates and they kiss and they start to decorate the tree together. And the movie ends and they pan up and there's like a little Christmas tree Azrael, who now presumably no longer exists because Vinny and her never boinked and so he doesn't exist anymore. Um, and that's the movie. And I reiterate, this was the most, I don't even know if we fully have illustrated how tonally dissonant this movie is. You can't. You like, can't. You guys, you have to watch it. It's on Netflix. It's so insane. I wish I had made it some type of drinking game out of it. Because it's just so... What it, what you're promised on paper is just so not delivered in any way. <laughs> <laughs> At all. It's barely a Christmas movie. It's not happy. It's not romantic. It's like literally at the end, he's like, basically like, and the moral of the story is, see, Christmas ain't so bad to have a wedding. And I thought, but that's not what this is about at all. Right. Right. We We didn't have have a wedding with the Fortune 500 man. We just didn't. Now, if she had done that, despite everything else, and, you know, it's not how we would have wanted it to end, but that would have made sense. Right. Like, if she'd have been like, well, this ain't so bad. I'm going to go ahead and marry him. That would have made perfect sense. Oh, it's so goofy. I mean, that would have been, I don't know. I don't know if that would have been better or worse, frankly. I don't know what would have pissed me off more. I don't know. It's so weird. I just, I don't understand the, just the, the way that it all went down. Like, she goes through all this just to be able to go back and just start over anyway. Right. Like, what's, what was the point? Yeah. Like. <laughs> oh god. Um 
Okay, so here's the question, just okay. because. Let's say the grown-up child of your friend who is no longer here, your dead friend, dead child, shows up as your guardian angel. And they say, you can go back to one point in your life. Where are you going? Oh, um, I would never have met up with you-know-who. Good call. Yeah. I might have to say the same. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's funny. But at least neither of us have, at least we're running from people. Yeah. You know what I mean? At least neither one of us are like, oh, well, I would go back and be with so-and-so. We're just like, no. I would have never have been with yeah (laughs) yeah totally I mean there are people there are people that I wish I could have been with but like so much would have had to have changed to have been with that person like that person would have fundamentally have to change who they are as a person (laughs) you know these versions that we knew of these people when we were like 16 Knowing that that's not who these people are as grown up. Right. Ugh, right. Nice close. Like, there are people in my timeline that would have had to have, like, changed their political views, their um, sexualities. <laughs> like, I would have, would want to have, if they had been gay, I could have lived happily ever after with them. But that's just not how it worked. So. Now, if someone's angel, my guardian angel, showing up and is like, who can I make gay for you? I'd be like, oh, here's a list. <laughs> I just unrolled See, I felt that, that way on the opposite end. Man, if I could just not like the dick. <laughs> You're like, here's my list of people I want to be straight. <laughs> well, I just, there's, I've always had girls that were attracted to me since I was young. And there's just something about me that makes them not shy about saying it. And I'm just like, no. damn, damn, I could do good. I didn't like well, those meaners so much. Fucking, I had so many girls. In my life, I still do. Who would be would say shit be like, man, if you were a boy, you'd be the best boyfriend. I'm like, God, uh, don't tell me that. Because, like, I don't have to be a boy to be your boyfriend. Exactly. Yeah. I'm like, just let me be a girl and be your girlfriend. Can you imagine how intolerable we would be without penis or with penises? I just, (laughs) I can't imagine. (laughs) I feel like if I had one, I would just walk around swinging it. Well, let's not be transphobic. Just because we had penises, we would could still possibly be girls, but okay, we would be obnoxious. True, but I just feel like a male, like a true male version of me. Yeah. Oh, it's my dad, but I, I just dad. feel like it's, it, it's too much. It's a lot. No, mine. If I had a penis, it'd be wasted because I'm such a big, lazy Nelly bottom. <laughs> <laughs> That's like when we were at the cabin joking about. If I brought my strap on, oh, Hillary strap on, blah, blah, blah. And I was joking about it. And then I was like, what am I talking about? I don't need a strap on. I am a lazy bottom. <laughs> lazy, lazy. Big pillow princess right here. <laughs> That's terrible. I'm going to die alone. Um. <laughs> nah. I'll find me some toppity top top who doesn't mind me getting a pillow princess someday. Oh, you know, it's just going to be me and you one day. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm fine with that. Gray Gardens, house falling off the hill. (laughs) My friends were discussing, like, who's going to take care of you when you're old? And I'm just like, I'm going to take care of myself. I'm going to take care of my sister. My sister will take care of me. One of us will die first, then we'll figure the rest out. I go first. God damn it. (laughs) I I don't know. We're close enough in age that it's a toss-up. Yeah, man, I've I've lived a hard life. (laughs) I'm tired. (laughs) You got to let me go first. (laughs) You know what I got to do. We could go at the same time. There we go. (laughs) What we got to do is get really close with Abby and Kenny's kids. (laughs) Oh, I've been, the older I get, the more I think about it. I'm like, man, I really do need to go get me some kids. I don't want babies, but if I got like, you ain't got me like a 12-year-old now. Okay. You make it sound like you're going to get, to get eggs down at the store. Oh, yeah, pick me up one of them. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, that one's cute. Hey. <laughs> is that for sale? <laughs> no, my, my daughter is not for sale. Hi. <laughs> Speaking of our future nieces and or nephews. That timeline of theirs keeps getting shorter and shorter and shorter. Every time I talk to, to, to them, it's just like, yeah, we're going to wait till this point to have babies. And then it's like, no, we're going to wait till this point to have babies. And now it's like within the next few months. Didn't they just get a one-bedroom apartment? Yes. Good fucking call, y'all. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a baby. You can fit a baby anywhere. I, mean, I, would like you know to, I would love to soapbox about waiting and shit, but these guys have been together since they were, like, three. Like, they oh, yeah. know everything about each other. They've done live their lives the last couple years the way they yeah. wanted to. Screw it. And they're, Screw like, it. they're not like me. They're, like, young and energetic, and they want to be young and energetic with their kids. Sure, sure. So, I'm, like, more power to you. But that's Most just it. Kids. Like, our bodies are great in our 20s. Our patients? Yeah, not yeah. so much. I'm just, I just can't wait till I have babies just for our mom. <laughs> just so mom has babies. I know. She deserves some. Yeah. Bless her heart. <laughs> so I'm really glad, like I said before, I'm really glad I didn't look into anything about this movie before I started. Because I Googled it afterwards, right? <laughs> and I found an article from Slate Magazine. By Christina Catarucci. Yeah, Catarucci, I think. It is so funny. This is the headline. This is the the headline review of this movie. Ballad of a flamboyantly gay dead fetus. Netflix's... (laughs) Netflix's uh, New York Christmas wedding is a wild, howlingly bad queer holiday movie for the ages. (laughs) I when I saw that headline, I about pissed my pants, and I'm so glad I didn't see it before the movie, so I would have been spoiled. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> like she breaks down the whole movie in this article, and it's so funny. You have Google it, you guys, and read it because it's so it's really really funny. Um, but she's like some quotes from this article. She's like, I can hardly believe the thing I watched is real, let alone green lit for distribution on Netflix. Um, no, no shit. She says, I knew this movie wouldn't pass my personal version of the Bechtel test. 
in my favorite queer films, the main characters are openly queer at the beginning and openly queer at the end, which obviously isn't the case here. Um, but I hoped it would be a sweet musing on following one's heart, or at least a nice Christmassy love story with some queer vibes and a rare black lead in the genre. Instead, I watched a cautionary tale about teen pregnancy, stillbirth, suicide, and time travel as the only way for an adult to be but her true queer self. A New York Christmas wedding was so lacking in any wisp of queer reality or love that it doesn't even qualify for my extra points for gay stuff program. <laughs> wow. The, the plot of the movie is so bizarre, the script so contrived, and the queer substance so off kilter that I can hardly believe the thing I watched is real. It, my feelings exactly yeah. <laughs> no shit <Ugh>. oh boy <laughs> all that being said like I said I still think people should go and watch it just because it's so cuckoo bananas so yeah people- now that you know all the trigger warnings and all this just dive in <laughs> right. and right. put on your waiters because good lord <laughs> I was telling Julie about it last night over text and she's just like, good God. <laughs> she's, um, she's really sensitive to like child death in movies. And she was like, wow, I'm really glad that we, I didn't watch this. And I was like, but you don't understand, dude. I was like, yeah, I can understand where it could be triggering, but it's so cuckoo bananas that it like goes through the loop of so triggering that it goes back to ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're just, you just, you're confused the whole time. You don't have time to be sad. You're just like, right. what the fuck is happening? Yes. Right. <laughs> oh boy. I just saw. Here's the the problem with my little holidays plan that I have is I have some movies like kind of vaguely picked out in my head. I haven't decided what order I'm going to do them in for sure yet. But there's going to be new ones this year that come out. But it won't come out until like after I've recorded a bunch of shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, um, I saw a trailer for a movie on TikTok today, this morning, that is called Christmas at the Ranch. And it's like your quintessential cliche woman from the big city goes back to the family ranch to save it and falls in love with the farmhand. Like, that's your quintessential Hallmark plot, but it's with lesbians. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, sweet. But I don't know when it's coming out. Like, I've read one thing that says it's coming out on December 1st. I'm like, great, I could do it sometime in December. I don't know where it's going to be. Yeah. You know, it didn't say if it was going to be on TV, if it was going to be on streaming, if it was going to be in theaters. It didn't say anything. It was just like, I don't know. Coming coming this year, coming this season. I'm like, that doesn't help me. <laughs> That'll be an easy sale for the husband. I'll be like, yo, ranch hand lesbian. All right. <laughs> there a movie with about two gay men came out last year with the exact same plot the exact same plot and it is like heather's new favorite christmas movie <laughs> that was heather's like that was i think it's called like dashing december or something we're going to do it for the pod but that was her watch and she's like i have to do the dashing in december episode i'm like you're gonna calm down it's fine <laughs> i don't i'll kill you <laughs> i was like okay Oh boy. So thank you so much for watching this movie for this podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I got nothing better to do. No big deal. I appreciate you. Um, 
And thank you guys for listening. Um, like I said, check in for the next couple months. Every episode is going to be gay and holiday themed. Um, and I'll probably... I'm going to try to advertise a few days in advance before each episode um, on social media so people can, like... Take their anti and presents in case. Well, <laughs> I was going to say maybe watch the movies with us, but, you know... <laughs> that too (laughs) uh hopefully the next one won't be so traumatic i think i of the for the timeline if i do one between now um and christmas there will be four total including this one two of the ones that i'm tentatively planning on doing i've seen and are fine and there's a one other one that i haven't seen yet that i might i might tentatively do but I've heard good things about it. It's not as batshit insane as this one. <laughs> oh, good. It's it's only uphill from here, people. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for listening. Um, if you click the link tree link in the episode description, it will take you to all of our show's social media pages, where I encourage you all to follow and get in touch with us. If you have any comments, questions, requests, etc., you can message us on social media or email us at wearewearewearewearewearewearewearewearewearewearewearewearewearewearewearewearewearewearewearewearewearewearewearewearewearewearewearewearewearewearewearewearewearewearewearewearewearewearewearewearewearewearewearewearewearewearewearewearewearewear